I have a text line where I send out a free daily motivation text to everyone in my community every morning. If you want to get that text, text me at this number right now, 305-384-6894, 305-384-6894, straight to your phone, free, everyday, daily motivation. Send me a text right now. Boss is a person who tells people what to do and then they have to go do it. A leader is a person who shows people what to do. Work on your game. 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 Approaching the game aggressively. With that aggression, with that confidence to dominate a game. Dre Baldwin, DreAllDay.com. Work on your game. All my coaching programs are now open at WorkOnYourGameUniversity.com. We have the self-directed learning where you can get access to 37 plus courses. That's over 2,800 lessons that I have created over the years. You can take them at your own pace and you get lifetime access to all of them. That's one level. The next level is the group coaching programs. I have the Bulletproof Mindset program and the Branding and Business program where you get live Zoom calls with me where I do a training and an open Q&A. And you get the community access, member-only community where you can make those connections and build relationships with other people who are on the same journey as you and are like-minded individuals that are just as serious as you are about working on your game. Third level is the third day mastermind. That is the only place that I offer one-on-one coaching that is for higher level professionals and entrepreneurs who want the personalized direct attention straight from me, not part of a group or working with me one-on-one. All three levels, you can get access, you can get all details and you can get started by going to workonyourgameuniversity.com. That's workonyourgameuniversity.com. You are now tuned in to the show where you learn the discipline to show up day after day to do the work, the confidence to put yourself out there boldly and authentically, and the mental toughness to continue showing up, doing the work, putting yourself out there, even when the success you've expected to achieve has yet to be achieved. And on top of all this, we're not done. You're going to get a huge dose of personal initiative. That is that go-getter energy that moves you to go make things happen instead of waiting for things to happen. Then we put this together into a series of frameworks, approaches, insights, strategies, techniques, and one overall unifying philosophy, all known as work on your game. My name is Dre Baldwin, also known as Dre All Day. Congratulate yourself on making it here. Welcome to the show. And today's topic is how to lead people when those people do not actually have to listen to you. Now, you might be thinking to yourself, wait a minute, isn't that, uh, wait a minute, what do you mean, Dre? How, how are you leading somebody if they don't have to listen to you? Isn't, aren't those the same thing? The answer is absolutely not. There are times in life when you are in a position where you would like to lead, or maybe you have a title that says maybe you should kind of be leading, but those people don't actually have to listen to you. I'll explain exactly what that means in a moment. But first, let me tell everybody that I have a daily motivation text message that I want to send directly to your phone because I got a message that I guarantee, yes, I guarantee is going to keep you sharp, focused, and on point every single day. If you don't believe me, get the message. It's completely free. And you tell me if I ever fail at doing this, you can just text me back and tell me that I didn't do it. So get the message by texting me right now at the number 305-384-6894. And every morning, you're going to get a text from me, daily motivation text, and other texts. I do respond to my text there. So you can reply. You can ask a question. You can share a challenge. You can let me know a success or a win that you have achieved. You can tell me all of that stuff right there in the text message. Again, that number 305-384-6894. It is also listed below in the show notes. Now, today's topic is how to lead when people don't have to listen to you. Now, Many of you may understand the context of people needing to listen to you when you're in a position of authority that has been maybe assigned to you or maybe you assigned it to yourself. For example, 
if you're a parent, you're in a position of authority to your kids. They pretty much have to listen to you as long as they're living under your roof, or at least that's the way that I learned it. If you're a teacher in school, the kids have to listen to you because you have mechanisms with which to punish them if they don't listen. If you're a boss at a job, like the manager or the supervisor or an owner, and you hired people, you have ways to punish people if they don't do what they're supposed to do. So people have to listen to you in those cases because you have a certain title. You have a boss title and they have to listen. They don't have an option of not listening. However, this is not true leadership. Leadership and being a boss are two different things. A boss is a person who can also be a leader, but doesn't necessarily have to be. Boss is a person who tells people what to do and then they have to go do it. A leader is a person who shows people what to do and then they go do it. Notice the distinction between those two. A boss tells people what to do. A leader shows people what to do. And you cannot, a leader does not just tell people what to do. You have to show them first. Those are two different things. And there are times in life when we're talking about this exact topic, leading when people don't have to listen to you, when you want people to follow you, but they have an option. Unlike at a job when they don't have the option because they'll get fired. Well, they do have the option, but they would get fired. Where places where people do have the option, for example, if you're playing on a sports team, maybe you'll get named the captain of the team, but it doesn't mean people have to respect your position as the captain and listen to everything you say. They could ignore you if they want to, even though you're the captain. If you're leading any type of volunteer organization where nobody's getting paid, including you, they don't have to listen to you. You might have the title. You may have a certain role that you were maybe elected to, but nobody has to listen to you because if they don't, what you going to do? You can't fire them. There's nothing you can do. And there are many times in life where you'll be in this position when you want people to lead or maybe you would like people to lead or maybe somebody wants someone to step up and lead. Maybe you've been chosen, but people do not have to follow you. They don't have to listen to you. They don't have to like you. They only have to respect you if they don't want to. How can you lead in those situations? That's what we're talking about here today. Now, I once read this book by John Maxwell. I think it was the 21 Irrefutable Laws of Leadership, where he talked about how he was once in a volunteer group. I think it was in a church, church setting. And It was a serious challenge for him because, as I just explained, he couldn't hire anyone, couldn't fire anyone. Nobody was getting paid. And his challenge was, well, how do I move people to action without these traditional methods of control at my disposal? And this is the biggest challenge that a lot of people face when they're used to the boss type of control. But then they're in a position of leadership where they're not a boss, but they want to lead. How do you do it then? And again, that is a much bigger test when you have to kind of figure out how you get people to follow you when you don't have anything to force it out of them. I've experienced this also myself, and this is the angle from which I'm going to explain today's episode. For two years, I was the president of the Toastmaster Club in South Beach, in Miami Beach. And this is right when I was getting out of basketball and starting my professional speaking and thought leadership career before this podcast even began, as a matter of fact. And there, I I became president of the club, and nobody's getting paid. I wasn't getting paid. I had the position of president. And I wanted people to follow my lead, but there was no way that I could force them to. If someone did not want to listen to me, someone wanted to defy my request, they had every ability to do so. And there's not a damn thing that I could have did to them about it. So how was I able to lead that organization despite the fact that I had no methods of punishing anyone, or at least not any like tangible direct methods of punishing anyone for that two-year period? I thought about that. And also a question that a coaching client of mine recently asked me about this exact topic where he was going to he was looking at the possibility of stepping into a potential leadership position in his in a business that he's involved in where he does not have the power to hire or fire people but he would be tasked with leading them how can you do it when you don't have that power 
And this is a big challenge for a lot of people the first time they step into a role like this. So I'm deconstructing my own personal experience. And I'm going to share here today some things and most important things you need to do when you want to lead, but you cannot actually make anyone listen to you. Point number one, topic once again, is how to lead when people don't have to listen. Understand that this is the height of leadership. Leading when no one has to listen. This is the height of leadership. It is not the height of leadership to be the person who can hire and fire people and then you fire someone who doesn't listen and you hire somebody who does. That's not the height of leadership. That's not leadership. That's being a boss. Nothing wrong with being a boss, but understand the difference between being a boss and being a leader. When people follow you because they want to, not because they have to, that's when you're truly a leader. Now, it is possible to be a boss and a leader, but you can also be a leader without being a boss. You could be one of the rank and file members of a group and they could be a boss in the room, but you could be the leader. You could be the one that everybody follows simply because you have created that energy with the other people in there. And you could also be a boss and not be a leader. I mean, you could tell people what to do, but nobody really wants to follow you. And as soon as they don't have to, they'll stop. Maybe some of you have experienced this either from one side or the other of that equation. When you can hire and fire again, that makes you the boss or the owner, but you're not necessarily a leader. A leader is followed by people who have a choice to not follow. I shall repeat, a leader is a person who is followed by people who have a choice not to follow. So you think you're leading. I want you to ask yourself, do people have a choice of not listening to you? They have a choice of not staying with what you're doing. If the answer is yes, and they're still following, then you are leading. But if they don't have a choice, then you're not actually a leader. You don't know if you're a leader yet if they don't have a choice. As soon as they have a choice, that's when you're going to find out if you're really a leader. Now, people don't have that choice in there and you still feel like you're leading. It, we, we haven't figured it out yet. You might be. And you can think that the way if you wish. But we're not really going to find out until people have the option to go wherever they want and they keep following you anyway. Jay-Z, who I talked about in one of my virtual mentors episodes. I'll tell you what episode that was in one second here. That was episode number 281, Virtual Mentors Part 2, Sean Jay-Z Carter. He explained in one of his songs that you find out who your real friends are when you and all your friends have money, because if both people don't have money, then there's no strain on that relationship because both people are broke. Now, if one person has money and the other person doesn't, then the person who doesn't have money kind of needs the person who has money. So you don't know if they really want to be your friend because they need you for in some reason that is outside of necessarily outside of friendship. But when both people in a relationship have money, neither one of them needs the other one. They both have the option of doing whatever they want. Then you'll find out, are you and that person really friends? That's when you find out who's really your friend. When everybody has options, everybody has resources, everybody can do whatever they want. Then you find out who's really friends. You find out who your friends really are and how people really feel about you when they don't need to say things to please you because neither of you need each other. Or then I'm out of the Jay-Z example, but when you find yourself in a down situation in life, a situation where you're not winning, things are just not looking good for you, and most people will prefer to steer clear of you, here's a question you could ask yourself. Who stands by your side in those situations? When you're in a position that you're in because you have a certain amount of competence, are you able to transfer that competence? And showing that you can is the first step. That's a communication skill because not everybody can be talked to the same way. So this is part of the leadership. When you know things that other people don't know, you have abilities that other people don't have, which is maybe the reason why you've been asked to take on a leadership role. Can you transfer your competence to another person? 
can you get someone else to understand what you understand? This is more about your communication. It is about your actual, you know, your ability to do the thing, whatever it is that you're transferring over, because you can't talk to everybody the exact same way. But this is one of your tests of leadership, because a lot of your ability to lead, especially when people don't have any reason to follow you or any reason that they have to follow you, is your ability to communicate with them. When you can communicate with people and you can touch them on their level where they're at, that's when you can get people to want to follow you. And we're going to get deeper into that as we go further into this episode. So I was just touching on the communication thing. But this first point here, just to make sure you got it, is that this is the height of leadership, is that people have a choice and they choose you. Now, if they're just following orders, again, you're a boss. When they choose, you're a leader. Point number two. Today's topic, once again, is how to lead when people do not have to follow you. This is not about compliance and it's not about rule following, because as we've already made clear, if they're complying and following rules, you're a boss. That's the normal things that bosses do. They get people to comply and follow all the rules. Nothing wrong with that, by the way. But in this role as a leader, you don't want compliance because compliance ends as soon as it can possibly end. You want leadership, meaning even when you're not around anymore, people will still follow what you lay down. People will still do what you set them up to do. People will still have the ideas and the beliefs, and they'll still follow the principles that you laid out for them, even when you're not around anymore. That's what leadership is about. Anyone listening to this who is a parent, and all of us had have parents or have had parents at some point in our lives, or even in, we don't even have to talk about parents. We can talk teachers. You could say coaches, maybe bosses that you've had, maybe mentors, maybe any type of leader, any person who's been in a position of authority with you. It could be a brother or a sister. It could be a friend of yours. Anyone who have, has ever laid something down for you, explained something to you, shown something to you, maybe exemplified something for you that even when they're not around you, or maybe they might not even be around you in your life anymore, the things that they taught you and the things that they showed you, the things that they demonstrated for you, you're still following them. That is leadership. You're still following those principles that that person taught you even though they're not there making sure you follow them anymore, that's leadership. And anyone listening to this who is a parent or a teacher or any of you who's in a position of, let's say, mentorship, authority, you have people looking up to you and listening to you on any level for any reason, one of the things you want to do is make sure that you ingrain in the people who are listening to you, I don't care if it's one person or a million people, you want to ingrain in them some principles and ideas that even when you're not there standing in front of them or in front of their faces or in their ears, that they're still going to follow those principles because they heard what you said and it made sense to them and they're able to apply it and get results from it. Even when you're no longer around directly influencing, you're still indirectly influencing. That's leadership. One of the things that I aim to do with this very show right here, and I tell you all the time that I'm going to give you some strategies, some techniques, some approaches, some insights, and some philosophies, some principles that apply across the board, whether you're talking sports, whether we're talking business life or anything in between those that even when, even if you're not listening to this show every day, even if you're not listening to the show at all, you're still going to follow those principles. They're still going to make sense for you. You'll still apply them. Maybe you'll come back to something that you heard years ago. That's my aim in leadership and giving you something that's going to help you go do your thing, even when I'm not there telling you to do it. That's part of leadership. And every parent in here or teacher or coach you want to do that with the people that you're helping right now, because at some point you're not going to be in their ear every day anymore. But you are hoping that when you're done being in their ear, you've given them enough that they remember at least enough of it. that They can go do go and make some good decisions for themselves. Right. That's the purpose of leadership. 
Because compliance, if someone, if you're just bossing somebody around, they will comply until they don't have to, and then it's over. Then they'll disappear from your world. What you want instead of compliance is cooperation. Cooperation is a choice. Compliance is not a choice. It's a, it's, that's a, somebody is, uh, what's the word? They just have to. The key is for you to get people to cooperate with you. The key is people need to know that you care about them and their success. This is the key. You want someone to cooperate with you. It can't be about you. It needs to be about them because that's when someone will listen to you. People love the sound of their own name. People love to talk about and hear about themselves. And if you want someone to listen to you and cooperate with you, you got to talk about them. You must prioritize them and their success. When they believe you're doing that, they will follow you. If it's just about everybody following the rules and everybody hitting certain benchmarks and that person is just a mere pawn in your bigger chess game, they won't listen to you because people can see right through that. People have a sixth sense for when you're using them to achieve your goal versus when you're helping them achieve their goal. Let me say that again. People have a sixth sense for when you're using them to achieve your goal versus when you are helping them achieve their goal. Those are is a huge distinction between those two things. And if you want people to follow you and you want to lead, you got to focus on their goal, not your goal. Ideally, reaching their goals will help you get closer to reaching your goals. Now, if your goals are in conflict with theirs, you have a problem that you need to either make some adjustments to the overall strategy or you need to find a new group to lead one or the other. A leader goes and then people follow in your tracks, meaning whatever you want them to do, you have to do. Wherever you want them to go, you go. I.e., if you want people to do things that serve you, you must do things that serve them. So if I want you to do some things that will hit benchmarks that make me look good to my superiors, then I got to do some things that will help you look good to your superiors. And hopefully, again, you doing things that make you look good will also help me look good. They, the goals should be aligned with each other. That's the job. And by the way, leader, it's your job to figure these out so that when they do what helps them, I mean, the people that you want to lead, it will also help you. Now, if them doing what helps them is hurting you, then again, you have a, a strategy problem. It's not a leadership problem. It's not even a people problem. It's a strategy problem. Bosses don't have the responsibility of making sure that their subordinates get good results for themselves on top of getting good results from the boss. The boss doesn't really care. Now, hopefully, the theory, theoretically, everything is set up this way that it's supposed to happen that way. I mean, the corporate America structure, corporate America's structural system is allegedly set up like this. Theoretically, it's supposed to work like this. That if I, I worked at a corporate place before, I worked at this gym called Philadelphia Sports Clubs. In downtown Philadelphia, they have New Jersey, Boston, New York sports clubs. The same company is called uh, TSI International, Town Sports International. And that was a corporation. Now, theoretically, the way it was supposed to work is that if I, as a you know, bottom level salesperson, you only have one level of salesperson, but a salesperson, if I did my thing, I would make my commission. And the more sales I made, it would make my boss look good. And the more sales he made, he would make his boss look good. And that boss and that boss and that boss. And it would just trickle up. And everybody would succeed for it, for everybody to be helped. The problem with it was that the bosses, whoever the each boss, so whether it's my boss, their boss, their boss, or their boss, all they were really thinking about was not what was going to help me. They were thinking about what was going to help them. Even though theoretically, me helping myself would help the, my boss help himself and help him help his boss. And 
theoretically, it was supposed to work like that, right? That's the whole corporate structure. It's supposed to be set up that way. The problem is not the, the tangible way that it is set up theoretically. The problem is who are the people working inside of that setup? And are they exemplifying the energy of, I actually want to help you reach your goals? Or are they exemplifying the energy of, you need to do, what you, you need to do this thing to help me reach my goals? And that's the challenge in corporate America. Anybody here who does or has worked in corporate America, maybe you have seen this. You can tell me if I got it wrong. I haven't, it's been a while since I've been there, but that's the way that it was. And I know people who work in corporate to this very day. I hear from them all the time and they're all looking for ways out, but well, not all of them, most of them, 98 out of 100 are looking for a way out of it, or they're just working on getting their way out of it. And I understand this because it's not just the structure, it's the energy of the people. Because you could replace the boss that you could replace a boss in corporate America with a different boss that brings a completely different energy, even though the structure of the job did not change at all. What changed? Just the energy of the person who's in the position, because the structure doesn't change. That's what corporate is set up to be a certain way. It's it's set up in a, a pyramid system. So you could just replace the people and you could change the entire energy of the whole thing, even though the structure worked exactly the same. Everybody's getting paid the exact same amount of money. Just people show up with a different vibe to their job simply because of the people who are in it. That's the difference between leadership and bossing. When I was president at Miami Beach Toastmasters, anytime that I wanted to persuade the group to do something or share a new idea, what I had to do was explain how my idea would help them out. Not how my idea was this bright idea that everybody should follow because I'm so smart, but how this idea would help everybody get better. Because if I couldn't do that, why would they listen? Why would they want to do it? What's in it for them? Now, again, everybody knows about this saying, W-I-I-F-M, right? What's in it for me? You find out that this statement is a real thing when people don't have to listen to you because anything you say that's not in it for them, they ain't doing it. <laughs> they will not follow you at all. So your job as the leader is to find out the why behind everybody's presence in your group. Because if they don't have to listen to you, they're there still, but they're there for a reason. You need to find out what that reason is. And the better you can press that button, the better chances you have of leading. Point number three. Today's topic, once again, is how to lead when people do not need to listen to you. Number three, give of yourself to the cause of your people. People need to know. And again, people have a sixth sense for this. Even a person that you think is the dumbest guy in the room has a sixth sense from when you are thinking about what's good for you versus what's good for them or what's good for the group. When you're giving of yourself to the cause of your people, meaning you are putting them ahead of yourself. They will notice that. And that's how you buy your leadership position. That's how you pay for your leadership position. That means you need to make an investment of your resources. What are our five forms of re- five forms of investment? Time, money, attention, energy and focus. When you give of these to the group and you give of these to the cause, people will notice that even if you think they don't notice it, they will subtly notice it and they will follow you. They will give you the leadership that you want, but you have to be willing to give of yourself. You can't fake this. This is an investment of your resources. And remember that time is the most valuable resource you have. When you give your time, people notice that. People will remember that. And when you don't give your time, people notice that. And people will remember that. And one or the other is going to lead you to leadership or away from it. When you are present and you're available, when you show up early and you leave late, people notice that. And they will let you lead them if they see that you're putting the time in. Because even if someone never heard me talk about the five forms of investment, everyone understands that time is the most valuable thing you can give. So these things, these cliches of showing up early and leaving late, we've all heard it before, right? 
but they're true cliches and they matter a whole lot when it comes to leadership. People need to know that you're actually putting the time into what you do because you can't be in two places at once. You can get money to 20 places in the same day, uh, but you can't be physically in two places at the same time. So which one is more valuable? When I was president of Toastmasters, I would always get to the venue. We would have our meetings on Thursdays. I think they would be at six o'clock, six thirty, maybe six thirty. I can't remember. Six o'clock or six thirty every Thursday. But I would get to the venue at like six o'clock every Thursday. I'd be the first person to get to the venue. Sometimes I would get to the venue. There'd be a meeting. The meeting before our meeting would be going on, and there would be like a, sometimes I get there like an hour before to set up, and then I'd, I'd be talking to people. I'd be doing all the, talking on the internet, doing all kinds of stuff. But I will always get there early and I would always be the last person to leave the room. And I wasn't doing it. And it's not like I had somebody had preached this stuff to me, but it was something that I just naturally did because, first of all, I, I gave a damn about the role that I had, because if I didn't give a damn, I wouldn't do it. It's a volunteer organization. Not like they were paying me for it or paying me for my time even. But I got there early because I gave a damn about, about what I was doing and because I wanted to be the most prepared person in the room and because I wanted to make sure I knew exactly how things were going to go. And I wanted to make sure they went that way. And I wanted to make sure I molded everything to keep going that way. So my presence was always there. My presence was felt in the group and people were willing to let me leave because they saw that I was putting the time in. And I was putting more time into anybody else there on top of the fact that I was competent. I knew what I was doing. I knew what I was talking about. I knew what I was explaining because people don't know what Toastmasters is. It's a group all about communication. It's about public speaking skills and communication, which I was pretty good at by that point. I had probably had my pretty close to 10,000 hours in of public speaking and communication by, the, by that point even. So I had put my time in. I knew exactly what I was doing skill-wise, but it was the fact that I was showing up time-wise. That's what allowed me to lead at that group. I would plan out events. I would send messages to people outside of the meetings. If I didn't see someone for a couple of weeks, I'd reach out to them and say, hey, what's up? What are you doing? If someone didn't participate, I would say to them, hey, I need you to participate next week. Or, hey, what are your, what's your challenge? Why haven't you been so active? I would find out what people were doing, what they cared about, why they were even at this thing. Because, again, it's a volunteer organization, so nobody had to be there. Why do you keep showing up? What's the reason that you're here? I would, say, I would ask people this. And when I found out, they knew that I gave a damn, and that's why they kept showing up. And that's why they would allow me to lead. I couldn't make them let me lead. They had to allow me to lead. And I had to earn that leadership by doing the very things that I'm telling you right here. And all those little things started to add up. And that's how I earned that leadership position. It's something that even to this day, when I think about my experience there, I think about how can you transfer that to something when money is involved? And people need to see those same investments being made when you get money involved that you make when there's no money involved. If, you, if any of you has ever done this, they need to know that you give a damn. They need to know you care about their goals, not just yours. And that you're willing to show up. All of those things matter. Let's recap today's class, which is how to lead when people do not have to listen to you. Point number one, this is the height of leadership. When people follow you because they want to, not because they have to. People listen to a boss because they might get fired. People listen to a leader because they choose to. When people have a choice to ignore you and they don't ignore you, that's when you're a leader. When people listen to you because they have to, you are not a leader just yet. You might be, but we're not sure. You're only sure when people have a choice. And communication is a big part of this. Point number two, it's not about compliance and rule following. Again, that's what a boss has. A leader doesn't have those options. You don't want compliance because you, that ends as soon as it can. You want cooperation. And the key to cooperation is people need to know that you care about them and their success. That's when they'll be willing to listen to you. If it's just about hitting some benchmarks and following rules to help you and they're just pawns in the game, people know that. 
uh, you might think you're smarter than people, but you're not that much smarter than them. They know a leader will go first and let people follow in their tracks. And people need to know that you're doing things to serve them, not to serve you. And if you want to persuade people, you have to know that they know that their best interest is your number one priority, not your best interest. Hopefully their interests align with yours. If they don't, then you have a strategy problem, not a leadership problem. Point number three, give of yourself to the cause of your people. This is where you make an investment of your time, money, attention, energy, and focus. Remember that your time is your most valuable resource. People understand that you can give money. If you got enough money, you can throw money around as much as you want. You can't throw time around. You can throw money around, but you can't throw time around. You need to get there before everybody else. You need to show up early. You need to stay late. Those cliches matter because people are paying attention. Even when you think that they're not, those little investments add up and that's how you pay for your leadership. Send me a text so you can get my daily motivation text every morning. Text me right now at this number, 305-384-6894 over at workonyourgameuniversity.com. Masterminds are open. Bulletproof Mastermind is coaching. Third day mastermind is one-on-one. It's at workonyourgameuniversity.com. Work on your game. Dre all day. I have a text message line now where every single day from my number, I am sending out a text to everyone in my community with a daily motivation message to keep you sharp, focused and on point to get started and be energized for your day. If you want to receive my daily motivation text to send a quick text right now to say hello to this number 305-384-6894. Again, 305-384-6894. Get my daily motivation text straight to your phone free of charge. 305-384-6894.